Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the honorable mayor of Manchester, Ted Gatson. Toronto Large Time is 25 minutes after the hour, and we're pleased to be in studio as we have been for over six years with Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. He uh, joined us every Wednesday morning, just about this time, most every Wednesday morning, to share what was happening uh, under the spires at Queen's, at, at uh, City Hall and around the city. And uh, Your Honor, um, this segment brought to us by our good friends at Jacques Flower Shop, uh, make any occasion special and any special occasion better with a gift from Jacques here at 712 Mass Road in scenic Pennardville on the phone at 625-5155 and online at jacquesflowers.com. So your honor, both of us today uh, will be moving on uh, shortly from things that we've done for a while. Both of us, not what we would want, but it's what we, what we have to do. What, what say you uh, about the election results and, and uh, what you're off to next, if you've given that any thought? Well, I can tell you I'm waiting for all the leaves to fall off the trees. Uh, <laughs> Go rake the yard. <laughs> before I know, before I make any decisions. And, and certainly, uh, you know, you just, uh, you just keep your eye on, on things that are in front of you. And certainly we'll be watching what happens at City Hall. Last night was a, was a very bad indicator of what, uh, yeah. what's transpiring because, uh, you know, you, it's an $84,000 cost with that, uh, with that new contract for the police support staff. And let me tell you. And that's just this year. Uh, I can only tell you that uh, you know the support, uh, the police support staff. Uh, I can o- only say good things. I negotiated with them. I thought we had a contract for them a few a few years ago that uh, would have taken the Jager Decker pay scale down to half for new hires and uh, a higher contribution for health insurance. And uh, I respect the folks that work there, but it's just uh, something that the city can't afford. I. You know, somebody didn't ask Willard the question last night. Do you have the eighty-four thousand dollars well, in your budget? We, we know they don't because well, they, somebody they, should have asked it. Because they, you know, they, they've come to the city for what four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in severance out of various accounts because they can't uh, they can't pay for that. So there's no money in the budget. How can they add eighty-five thousand dollars on top of what they already don't have in this year's budget and add another eighty-five thousand dollars onto it next year? I don't know, Richard. So that's going to move their salary line item by $170,000 next year on top of the pay, the third year of the pay raise of the police contract, which is what, another $2 bucks, give or take? Uh, it's about uh, including benefits a little over a million. Oh, it's only a million. Oh, well. A little over a million. So the big damage has already been done. Well, I mean, but there's <laughs> still, you know, it, it, there's a million dollars that you've got to fund uh, health insurance with. Now, you know, one of the votes that surprised me, I thought your veto on that would probably hold because you had people like uh, uh, Alderman Shaw, who renewed her commitment to made a made a strong pledge to the voters of Ward 9 that she would, you know, she would not vote to override the tax cap. And you raised this in the in the campaign. It's you're saying it's one thing to say you respect the tax cap. It's another thing to oppose the spending that will lead to a tax cap override. How do you justify voting to increase spending that, you know, is going to cause the cap to fall uh, be broken? While saying you're not going to uh, support a cap, well, she didn't take a vote to override the tax cap, Richard. No, but she took a vote for spending. Well, yeah, that's but it's, not going to help. It's, uh, you know, that's up to the next board to figure out when they've got to put the numbers to paper. Now, one of the things that we learned last night: how does the city, because the tax rate was set by the DRA, um, 
when did that happen? Usually that happens before the elections. Did that happen before? No, that doesn't uh, not necessarily happen before the elections. Uh, well, one of the surprises there was another million dollars in surplus from the uh, from the prior city budget. Where did that come from, and how come nobody knew about that earlier? Oh, I think everybody knew about it. Uh, Bill Sanders talked about it probably a month and a half ago. Okay. Um, you know, I think that the original, uh, some of the ideas that the board had at the time was to take... Uh, whatever surplus and apply it to the tax rate, or they could have gone in when they found out how much it truly was Mm -hmm. and put it into the budget. But that wasn't the will of the board. So next year, the board is facing a potential $2.7 million shortfall in one-time revenues from these surpluses that under the tax cap will have to be offset by any property taxes raised before spending can increase. So well, look, you can they're already in, in a $3 million you know, hole. You can go in and you can push revenues as high as you want mm-hmm. in a budget and, and fix all the problems that you want to fix. And then when the revenues don't come in, you can go to the rainy day fund mm-hmm. and take the money that you need. So, you know, if people are going to... What do you think they're going to do? Well, I, 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 look, anything's possible. Well, if revenues pull up... If, no, it's true. If revenues pull up short, that is the one reason you can tap the rainy day fund. Correct. So you can balance a budget, not go over the tax cap, uh, and say, oh, we made a mistake on estimates. Oh, you mean just like Doffstown did? Well, (laughs) again, it it is what it is, uh, you know. Oops, we counted a million and a half in revenue without the corresponding expenses. Badass. So, you know, it's going to have to be people keeping an eye on what's going on with the numbers. And, you know, certainly um, at some point, the auto registrations are going to flatten out. At some point. Maybe never. I don't know. But I would think that those auto registrations are going to flatten out. The uh, uh, the, the building permits, uh, this city is uh, certainly in a renaissance and great things are happening. So those are, you know, those are revenues that probably will continue to grow because people have a lot of faith in this city and they're going to they're going to come in and they're going to do their projects. Um, you know, there, there was a project just uh, that went to the planning board or to. Uh, last night to, to one of the committees that talked about uh, rejuvenating that uh, project on Elm Street across from um, uh, across from Market Basket, uh, mm. and that could produce an awful lot of money in taxes, that, uh, $300,000 in taxes. Yeah, that's uh, Ron DuPont's, uh, yes. uh, uh, I'll call it luxury apartment development. He wanted to take those well, old apartments. Well, apartment's com- commercial on the first floor, yeah. so uh, you know that's something that, again, is going to enhance the city. And once that one happens, I think you will see the rest of South Elm Street being developed into other things other than what's there now. Well, Your Honor, um, you know, I know you're not uh, looking at making any decisions about what you're going to do in the future. I assume at some level you're you're going to stay involved and and not sort of fade into the sunset, uh, you know, to be heard from no more, just like we aren't going to do that. Well, you can't live in the city of Manchester, love the city as much as I do and think that you're going to go away. It's not going to happen. You're, you're not announcing a campaign I, for, uh, for for election in 2019, I, are you? I've not thrown any of the signs away. <laughs> well, there is an executive council race coming up. I've not thrown any of the signs away. All right, so Mayor Gatz is keeping his options open. Uh, Josh, remind me to put that in the newsread for tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, Your Honor, I do want to talk to you about um, your, your time as mayor and uh, where the city was when you got elected versus where you think the city is Today, I mean, where where is it, uh, in your opinion, where is it better off and where maybe uh, could it have done a little better? Well, there's no question that, uh, you know, you look at uh, 
a lot of different things that we've done in the city of Manchester, and a lot of great things have happened. Uh, you know, the, the, certainly the Renaissance with the Milliard and the Army project that's coming in, uh, that's a great project. That's going to really make the city grow a lot more. Uh, there are companies that have already called about moving into the city so that they can be closer to that Army project. And certainly it's going to help the universities that are involved, the University of New Hampshire that's in Manchester that's partnered up. And and those are some of the real exciting things that you really don't have a roadmap for, but you know they're there, and you know that Dean Kamen is very successful, and he's going to make things happen. So that's one project as you look at it, and Southern New Hampshire University coming forward to say they're going to put up 1,700-car uh, parking garage. In the mill yard. In the mill yard. That's, that's going to free up an all, awful lot of spaces that they use now. Yeah. And now is that just going to be for their use, or are they going to make it available for, uh, for general use? Because I, I, I can't tell you. Do they really have I, that many cars going in and out of uh, that area now? Well they've, cars, got almost, big well, they've got almost 1,200 people that are working just – just at that building uh, next door to them. Right. Uh, they get that many people in there. They got that many people. So, wow. uh, you know, and I'm sure that uh, those spaces will be rented at some sort of fee for the baseball games that are at night because certainly that garage right. will. Or to other, you know, other property owners that yeah. are somewhat landlocked down there and, and have limited access. to parking. So that's going to open up spaces for the University of New Hampshire. Yep. Um, you know, they've got, uh, they they certainly have increased enrollment. Uh, Mike DeSalle is doing a great job there. Um, now, what do you think the city needs to do specifically, since we're talking about the mill yard, with respect to um, you know, facilitating that, that growth? Is, should the city be looking to build parking infrastructure? Is it a matter what needs to be done, in your opinion, to make sure that what's happening in the mill yard is not impinged? Well, you know, look, we've... Um, in the city of Manchester, we've had the ability to oversell the arms lot parking lot. Yep. And if you drive down there any given day, it's still not full. Right. So, you know, we can, with 1,700 cars, let's wait until the garage is built, see what capacity it's taken out, uh, see what's available, because, you know, that's one end of the mill yard down at the south end. Right. Let's see what happens for the north end. Um, you know, last night we, we moved the project along on the hotel on Central Street by voting for the air rights so that we could move that and they can start getting, um, they can start getting some pillars in the ground uh, on that lot. So, look, there are things that are happening. Let's, let's just wait and see what happens. Uh, there's no reason to go in and talk about more garages and reduce our revenue that we have the ability to raise as a city because that revenue, that four or five million dollars, is pretty important to the tax base. Right, and so the uh, and and the Bedford Street parking lot is that still the subject of a development project? I, I, I've kind of lost track of that because that would add, that would maintain public spaces but add private spaces as well. Well, you know the the board of mayor and alderman gave them an extension until next December before the reverter clause comes back and the property comes back to us. So, um, you know. I, I see how quickly the Central Street project has moved, and I see how slowly the other project has moved. Now, the developer that's developing the Bedford lot is also building the parking garage or is involved in the parking garage oh, for what? Southern New Hampshire University. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I say let's wait and see, and let's, uh, you know, my understanding was that a few months ago they were trying to sell that project on Bedford Street. So again, and people want to deny, but when you see it on the internet, uh, usually 
you know, 95% of it is truth and 5% is fiction. So let's see what happens. Uh, you know, the Ted Herbert building next door to City Hall is being redeveloped. There's, uh, they're totally cleaning the building out, and you'll see 31 apartments going in there with some uh, commercial down on the first floor. The Citizens Bank first floor, I understand, is getting some, some activity. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably see something there very soon. And again, you know, every time you turn around, there's, you know, bonfires is doing unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Midori up on Hanover Street, as they tell me, is very, very busy. I've been in there a couple of times. They do a great job. So, you know, there are a lot of great things that are happening uh, in the downtown of the city of Manchester. Do you feel like that all got overlooked in this last election? Well, you know, it, elections are elections, Richard. And, you know, you can't, uh, there's nothing that allows you to turn the clock back to look. Um I think it's important, uh, I think, that if that vote was passed uh, uh, to increase the police support contract before the election, that might have made a difference Mm -hmm. because that sends a clear message to the voters of Manchester of what they're thinking. And and again, it is what it is. Uh, You know, you've got to govern with with what you're dealt, and once you've dealt it, uh, you've got to try and figure out how to put those pieces together. Now, has uh, Mayor-elect Craig been in touch with you about the transition, and is she going to? Are you going to let her sort of, uh, you know, set the terms of the uh, of the coming budget process? Or are you going to start that and I, hand it off? I don't. I've not started it. I've not looked at the budget process, other than uh, uh, looking at the you know two point seven million that's got to be made up in fund balance, mm-hmm. the additional million that's got to go into health insurance to make that work, the million dollars that's got to go to the police uh, to make their budget work. So those are the things, and again, I've not talked to any departments about revenues. Uh, she did call me, and I, you know, I, 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 she's already been meeting with department heads. There's nothing that I can offer for transition because you know, the transition that uh, my staff and I got when we walked in was a, a note uh, from Mayor Ginter saying, good luck. <laughs> so I wish her luck. Uh, certainly I know she's been, she met before the election with folks about the energy project. So it's not like she's waited. Uh, she's been out there talking to people. All right. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather and sports. When we come back, we'll, uh, we'll ask some mayor, the mayor, some questions. What he, what he, uh, his most proud moments as mayor of the city were, what his most disappointing moments were, things like that. We'll wrap it up. Stay with us.